When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Big Chris Uncensored for Maximum Pleasure. This is the Green Room Podcast. <sighs> wow, what podcast am I on now? I think... 300. No, I think we're on podcast number 70, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I'm sorry, KJ, you're not podcast number 69. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's okay. I hope that was a really female type person it wasn't actually it was a guy named baker who uh worked at y108 and we had some mutual friends right the last podcast was uh i i was very revealing about my personal life okay but we had a lot of listens and a lot of feedback on that episode people people love that man thanks man yeah Yeah. and and i've always had this sort of um mentality that it's not about me i don't like talking about myself per se unless it's a very well quaffed story or or with for comedic purposes sure um but that was a little more raw talked a lot about my anxieties a lot of change i've had moving i've had like three addresses in the last year right you know and and when do you have anxiety you don't even know where the fuck you live yeah right yeah so (laughs) it was titled first world problem ptsd (laughs) so nice of all the ptsd i guess maybe but for the issues that i'm really having anxiety about uh it's not really a big deal but you're medicated for your anxieties i have a a special substance yes uh In the green room, <laughs> yes, yeah. the green room podcast. There you go. Uh, I and this, I think, as this episode is a bit more on a positive note. Um, talk about some of the positives and KJ Preston, definitely a positive in my life. Oh, Thank you for thanks, being. Buddy. Thanks, man. For, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, because my pleasure. You were one of the first dudes. Like, I think I was in in Barry for like two weeks. My first stand up gig, and yep. you came up and you gave me a great tag on one of my jokes. Yeah. And uh, and also were was like game for anything. Like you were like, man, let's get involved. You're funny. Yeah. Let's 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 hang out. Like it was it was really nice to have a bit of a welcome wagon. So I'm glad you could be the first well, glad. Barry comedian on the podcast. That's awesome, man. No, and I knew you were coming because I I had just golfed with uh, Lucy. Um, oh yeah, he, James he, Lewis. Yeah, and uh, and Kirk. They told me uh, you were coming up, and so I was looking for you, and I was. There Obviously, was. glad to meet you. And, and collaboration, that's what comedy, that's when comedy gets great. The And some of the best comedy of any generation is always, or has always been, where there's like a rat pack, or there's like a posse of comedians yes. who all kind of riff on each other. You think of Rogan and his pals, or you think yeah. of, even, I know that maybe nowadays saying Adam Sandler and the yeah. David Spade, that oh, that's pack. A, it's a crew. Don Rickles, look at those guys. Yeah. I mean, he might have been the only comedian, but they did a lot together. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, you know, it's good to have a, a scene, if you will. And yeah. so I've, I've discovered that in Barry, and it's been uh, open arms. It helps that I have a radio show and a microphone. I'm sure it does. But you know what helps <laughs> even more? That you're funny. Because if you have a radio show and a podcast and you come on stage and you suck, it doesn't matter. Right. Thank you. <laughs> it okay. doesn't matter. That's yeah. good. All right. So. 
It's uh, pat yourself on the back. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's opened some doors. It's been nice to get involved, and uh, you know things aren't that bad. You know what I mean? And 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 as down as I can get about myself or my career aspirations or whatever that was bothering me on the last episode. you know what I mean? Things are pretty awesome right now. Like, for example, I feel like things are really starting to click with me on Big FM and Barry. Yep, like, I really, I agree. you know, we've had a co-host quit and that did cause me some some grief or some anxiety. But uh, I'm excited about moving forward. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, we have this stable of hardcore fans of the show already like eight, nine months in who call every single day, call multiple times per day. Yeah. You got a Kenny. Right? Yeah, there's actually, yeah. yeah. So, well, of course, there's KJ, Ken Preston, who's with us now. Yeah. You call in a lot. Yeah, I call in, yeah. Do but the there's also, table. yeah, Kenny, who also calls right. in four times a show, sometimes once an hour, yeah. even. Or there's Bob. We, we have, have two, two Bobs. Bobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's Bob on the job, and then there's Butcher, Butcher Bob. That's right. I like calling him Slaughterhouse Bob. <laughs> it's a much cooler name. Well, yeah, really. it sounds a little more dangerous. Yeah. Butcher uh, Bob sounds like a kid's program. Yeah. You know? uh, but it does alliterate, and that makes it for a good nickname. But here, for example, is Butcher Bob, uh, who called into the show today, as a matter of fact. And this we didn't air this on the show because we're talking about uh, my anti-anxiety medication. Oh, yes, yes. And (laughs) can't can't air that on Canadian uh, airwaves. But this is like the fact that he just felt like he wanted to call us up and tell us this. Like he sent us a message on Facebook, a private message. (laughs) Anyways, here's Bob. Hey, did you not check Messenger yesterday? You got to see those pictures I sent you of my little buddy. What? I have, a chip, I have a chipmunk and he's smoking a bomb. I sent you the picture yesterday on uh-huh. Messenger. You know, we would have remembered getting a photo like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, on, on Messenger, I added you. I found it. You're in my message request folder. Uh, oh, shit. Look at that. That's great, buddy. That's perfect for 420. I can sit here and call him and he'll come to me. Really? Oh, oh that's yeah. your bong. Oh, okay. I thought that was just a meme that you found. That's hilarious. That's even better yeah, that it's your bong. Adorable. Here, let me see the picture again, Mark. I've been training that chipmunk since last year. This is what these are the kind of fans we have now. They train chipmunks in their backyard. You know what I'm glad? I'm glad that he didn't find the chipmunks, that Dave Seville found them, and he yeah. was able to train them to be musicians, because this guy's training it to smoke a bong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of all the things to train right. a chipmunk to do. Hey, right? Elvin, come on over. Hit yeah. the bong, man. We'll have some chips and talk about life. And Theodore, of course, is the nerdy chipmunk. Yeah, He's standing yeah. back like, guys, I don't know about this. That's right. He yeah. would be. He would be like, the voice of reason maybe but you know i don't think you could have a voice of reason when people are hitting a bong with a squirrel right but hey (laughs) but here's the thing about butcher bob his backstory which has been on the show uh and again i am so thankful we have characters like this that call into the show it enriches just my enjoyment because i was backstage we didn't air that phone call i was just us shooting the shit with him backstage right and, and it enriches my life that these people call it. So Butcher Bob, he actually worked, and that's why I want to call him Slaughterhouse Bob, mm-hmm. at a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is in a wheelchair now because oh, wow. he was run over by one of the cows that he was trying to slaughter. Oh, you're kidding. This was the, the story. Payback. I mean, I haven't corroborated it. It could be completely <laughs> fake. It's probably all bullshit. Yeah. He probably works at Walmart as a greeter. Well, no, he is in a wheelchair. He came to an oh, event. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I was doing classic albums live, you know, where they have that troop of musicians yep. and they recreate note for note different great albums yep. in rock history. So I was doing an introduction on stage for okay. one of those. And I just hear this, Woo! 
yeah, Christmas from the back of the, like the way back of the the Georgian Theater at the college, like a nice oh, classy the, theater. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Butcher Bob in the wheelchair section with these huge like Father of Confederation mutton chops. No. And That's a ski-doo ball cap, like, with a massive curve on it, just going, yeah! This sounds weird, but that's exactly how I picture him. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's exactly how He's you would legit, picture him. legit, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's cool. So he must be, like, your first Barry fan. The very first fan was actually the other Bob. Uh, oh, Bob yeah? on the job. He was the okay. very first person calling to the show. Our very first break of our first day of after launching the radio wow. station. Yeah, he phoned into the show. And him and Kenny... And uh, they've been with us since the beginning. So right. it's been pretty cool to, to build that kind of loyalty like so soon. I remember uh, like past shows that I've done, pff, nothing, yeah. man. Yeah, like they, it takes really? forever to build those kind of fans. I think so. Barry's looking for this, honestly, because, you know, the other station, I'm not going <laughs> to slag anyone or say names, but I know that people are tired of it it's it's the same old same old same old same old and you guys are bringing fresh thanks man seriously i feel like and there's a marketing strategy that someone imparted to me once or i I don't know who said it or what book it was in but it was find the clear ocean you know and where you're at a beach and you're trying to find some nice piece of water real estate at the beach in jamaica Mm -hmm. or wherever but there's just people everywhere right and you go and find the empty part to play in because you know it's just nicer that way it's Mm -hmm. easier makes sense um and nobody in barry is i'm not even going to say that we do an edgy show i wouldn't even call it edgy or 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 avant-garde in any way i just think it's honest i think it's interactive i think we have a lot of phone calls especially the first hour of the show that's all we do just to warm up for me personally it was a it was a stretch like all right from from the instant we pop the mics on at 5 30 a.m to maybe 6 30 let's just see who's out there and talk to people right. and throw out a topic and see what gives you know mm-hmm. just a stretching exercise before you know sure. prime time after 7 a.m but it's turned into this beast now we do it after nine we bring it back because yep. the calls had been you know overwhelming and stuff right um which is and, a great sign that's a sign that when you have to expand it that's a good thing totally man and um so, you know, I, I get that vibe that we're doing something that hasn't been done in Barry with the amount of interactivity um, and and saying to hell with the mold. And uh, not that this is 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 um, like I say, avant garde. This has been done before. Sure, it's sure. not that I'm doing anything absolutely revolutionary. There's just things that that like I say, it's the clear ocean. We're doing something that nobody else is doing yet. Right. No, uh, in Barry. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm proud of it. Thanks. So thank you yeah, for taking. I'm notes. proud of you, too. Listen. Maybe this is too deep, but I know, I know wh- what you were thinking. I know your anxieties. We've we've had some talks, yeah, man. and and you know you're such a young guy. To be where you are at your age is something to be applauded, not to be stressed about. Thanks, man. Yeah, and that this is and again, uh, I try and calm myself down with that kind of information because. Um, I'm sought after. I have not applied for the last three jobs exactly. that I've had. People says call a lot, me, man. Um, and I try and tell myself that, like you're in demand, like you're yeah. you're 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 respected. You have a lot of friends. Yep. People, I don't think a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about you, except for me, me, me my last co-host. By the way, <laughs> by the way, okay, sorry, not to drag up negative stuff because yeah. I wanted this to be a positive yeah. episode. It got back to me that she's been telling people that I'm an asshole. What? Yeah, it got back to me. Wait a second. So she's I, saying I, you're an asshole. Yeah. She's, Why? Because she said that to other radio people in Barry. 
Well, this is not my experience. So all other radio people listening, Chris is not an asshole. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, and I can't, you know what, but, maybe I can believe it just based on the stories you hear around town, but I not that you are an asshole, but that she's saying it, right? I think she's trying to save face. Yeah. I think that she needed someone to blame for things not working out. Right. And I was new to town. Nobody knows me really. Sure. Yeah. And it's an easy out. So she can slag you and nobody's going to know the difference anyway. Exactly. Right. But little does she know, I've been doing stand-up comedy every two weeks or twice a week, yeah. you know, in town. And I've got to know yeah. a lot of people and shit gets back to me. No, it does. And people don't keep inviting you back to do those things when you're an asshole. Right. Right. I mean, what are you doing on, uh, on the 20th? Oh, 420. Oh, God, yeah. my life has changed so much. So Lisa, my fiance, had a huge belly laugh when I told her my plans for 420, April the 20th. Um, normally, I have a lot of anti-anxiety days. Yeah, uh, yep. a lot, that, a lot of an good day for it. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's an anti-anxiety day. National day. <laughs> but it uh, it is not going to be that way this year. I'm actually hosting... For Simcoe Community Services, it's a fashion show, and Simcoe Community Services is a, is a special needs organization yeah, that helps people with special well. needs. Yeah. And uh, as you know, um, or if you've worked with anyone with special needs, you know that they get obsessed with, some, sometimes they get sure. obsessed with certain things, like whether it's Elvis or yeah. Michael Jackson or Queen. I met a guy who was obsessed with Queen one time. Right. Um, this guy who's 70 years old, I got a phone call specifically for me to come and be part of this fashion show. Seven years old, he's obsessed with his Scottish heritage. Okay. All things Scotland. I'm Scottish as well, but and, I understand and it. He has the full regalia, the kilt and the big hat and everything for this sure. fashion show. They know that I play the bagpipes. They know that I'm part of Barry Pipes and Drums yep. and uh, that I'm a bagpipe enthusiast and that I have a uniform. So they asked if I could come and walk next to him on the catwalk and do all these things and maybe do a little bagpipe recital for the crowd, you know, for the audience who are curious. And I said, of course. You said yes? I said yes, but they didn't tell me. And it's okay. I said, what's mm -hmm. the date? And I thought it would be in the next couple of weeks, but sure. this is three months ago. Oh, it's coming up in three months. We got you nice and early for this yeah, one. Yeah. It's going to be Thursday, April the 20th. Okay. And you didn't even think about it, did you? <laughs> but I couldn't say no. I could say, no, I'm planning to get stoned all day and yeah. play video games and eat shitty food. So let me just say this. So first of all, you said yes. And then when you found out the date, you continued to say yes. Yeah, you're a real asshole, buddy. Thanks, She's thanks. right about you. Yeah, right? Can we swear on this? I don't yes, know. you can I swear all you like. That is the uh, the point of this. I mean, I'm not a sailor, but I might drop it. We can talk about chipmunks and bongs <laughs> and all Perfect. sorts of stuff. Perfect. What is that noise? That uh, could be a sump. You got a sump pump here? You have another basement, right? Yeah, there's another basement. Yeah, so you probably got a sump pump down I've there. I've never heard that noise before. Yeah, because only when it's wet, it pumps out there. It must so. be. Yeah, it's a little yeah. little damp out. Anyways, um, <laughs> where were we? Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. We are talking about how good you were. Thanks, man. And, and honestly, listeners, you already know how good he is anyway, oh, right? Buddy. We don't need to... I've we don't got need a, to go over that too a much. Small but. but loyal following to the green room, Good, and man. thanks to everyone who subscribes. And and honestly, every week or every time—not every week, but every every time I publish a new episode, people are still listening. So thanks Good. for sticking with me because there's been sporadic episodes since we moved out of Toronto right. in December, and this is only the third episode since December the first. Right. So I'm hoping that this is uh, we're getting the ball rolling on new episodes, and right. like I say, meeting people like uh, KJ and and all the comedians, I've invited yeah. them all. 
all, or I'm slowly inviting them all to come out and uh, be part of the podcast. Yeah, because and that's great. Thanks, uh, man. You're you're so good at this. A lot of people try and hoard things, but since you've come to town, I've done your morning show twice. We've worked with Carla Collins. We've gone down to the Humble and Fred show yeah. and been on air down there. These are these are all things because you've been here. Like I probably wouldn't have done any of that ever if it wasn't for you. Well, so. you were friends with Howard before. You introduced me to Howard. Okay, aside from Howard, but here we are yeah. on this podcast. Thanks. We're doing all these exciting things. We've worked on many shows together, including yeah. charity shows, because yeah. you're a huge asshole. <laughs> so you do that, right? All right, enough of the asshole. Right, right. I had to get that that dig in aside. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, things have been going really good, and, and I'm really excited about where the show is headed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, and, and I, uh, I've been writing more jokes. I've been challenged Good. to write more jokes, um, because I'm doing so many comedy nights, whether yes. it's with you or whether it's the guys at the Fox lounge. Yeah. I was there last night. I did almost all new material that's last awesome. night at the Fox lounge and some of it killed. Some of it didn't hey, actually that's how you work it out, but I'm challenged to, because before I would get to in Kingston, um, there was only one comedy club. Absolute, it was yeah. absolute comedy and nobody was running any rooms and any bars. There was, right. and absolute would only put you on once a month. Right. Um, and so that was all I did once a month. Yeah. Um, now I'm doing twice a week mm-hmm. or and you four can do times way a more than that. If I wanted to, yep. if I didn't want to sleep. Yeah. If you, if you didn't have to get up at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, okay, let me run this joke by you because okay. this bombed last night, but All I right. think it's fucking gold. All right. Let's All right. I'm, I'm a big believer in this. So I'm I talk ready. about how I've gotten engaged at 36 for the first time being engaged, bit of a late bloomer, um, in the romance department. I've already got friends who are divorced some twice by mm-hmm. 36, mm-hmm. but I listened to the advice my father gave me as a young man when we were down in the workshop, learning to use the bandsaw, <laughs> okay, you yeah. know, measure twice, cut once. once. Measure twice, cut once. My dad was a moyer. <laughs> right? It is good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I think it's good. And when you add on to that. There's just not enough Jews in right. Barry. <laughs> there, there is not. As a matter of fact, Howard was saying just today. Well, he asked me, we went to Leaf Game the other day. And he goes, uh, do they treat you different in Barry now? And I go, why would they? Tr- what do you mean treat me different? He goes, hey. well, you got a friend that's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go, yeah, yeah, that'd be true. He goes, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, those people that have a post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. and they have service dogs. He goes, I'm a service Jew. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. So you bring that joke up to him. I bet you he's going to be Kill able it. to add things on for sure. So I had to yell at the audience. That's the Jewish penis chopper. <laughs> and then that got a joke. That got that a lot. Got, yeah. Well, see, you, that's that's actually good. And you probably just made that up on the on the, on the site there. I did, yeah. Because when, when we have jokes that either go overhead or they don't like it or they don't get it, doing stuff like that brings them back, right? Right. And, uh, and, and one comedian told me, think not all your audience is stupid but sometimes we overanalyze things and they just don't get it and you have to explain it yeah sometimes it needs a lead up even Re- yes yeah. absolutely yeah you need to reference the judaism yeah. before it arrives <laughs> on your doorstep especially in barry because they don't they don't know they don't know about yeah 
But uh-huh. I do feel a bit more cosmopolitan than Barry now that we do have a Jewish friend. Like, you know, uh, I mean, I feel I a bit like cooler and like, maybe, Absolutely. you know, I should fly to Europe next week. And, I, <laughs> I, I spun the dreidel the other day. Did I, you? Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. And I, uh, I'm interested in heritage and backgrounds and, mm-hmm. and religions. I, I worked in Brampton. I learned all about uh, Hinduism and I just, I love learning about that sort of thing. I'm, I'm interested in sometimes when I ask questions, people think I'm... I'm just being a dick, right? But you're just. But you're, I'm legit. I need to curious. know. The, I must just have that look about me where I look like I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Me too. Yeah. yeah apparently. Feeling, yeah. yeah. That's why we get along so well. We're yeah. both assholes. <laughs> so, um, is it Hinduism? Maybe you know this, or, or maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a different religion. But are monkeys sacred? Oh, I don't know that. Well, you know what I learned? I learned that Ganesh has an elephant head. And he is the god of things that are new. Okay. Hang on a second. So. I'm Googling Hindu monkeys. Okay. Hindu monkeys. Isn't the internet great? Well, there's a Hindu god, monkey god. Okay. A- anyways, India. Is it India where Hindu is the primary religion? Yeah, I believe okay. it is. Then that's what I'm... That's It's probably okay. Hindu. Monkeys are so sacred that... Um, they have become um, like an epidemic. Oh yeah, in India, they yeah, they can't like Canadian geese. They can't harm them. Yeah, they can't touch they're them. They're protected. Yeah, yeah, they're like a protected species, yeah. and so they're screwing around with fucking like power lines, phone lines, <laughs> right. and everything because they're just mischievous little monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. yeah, but there's a thousand of them fucking up the city's yeah. infrastructure per square mile. <laughs> yeah. So a, a friend of mine um, told me this that. They have actual guerrilla cops in India. To thin the herd? They have uh, no guerrilla cops that walk around the neighborhood because they are big, giant, alpha male gorillas type things that they scare off the little monkeys. Okay. They scare them off because they're in the little monkeys. But, but then the people have to deal with huge gorillas that could kill them. But they're trained like oh, they're like they're trained. canine unit for the police, but they have a gorilla unit. Really? That uh, they just do patrols around the neighborhood. That would terrify me. I'm not going to lie. Right. Imagine waking up in your hotel and like no. just stepping out on the balcony and oh my God, there's a giant gorilla walking yeah, down the I street with a police there. badge on its chest. Like, <laughs> Officer Gorilla, yeah. help. <laughs> this monkey stole my wallet. <laughs> did I do? What did, drugs did I do? Like yeah. what the shit's going on That's, right now? Yeah, that would be uh, that would be weird and terrifying all at the same time. Yeah. Because I don't care how much you train an animal. It's an animal. For sure. It's going to, oh, yeah. eventually it's going to lose its shit. <laughs> you better not be near it, right? Monkeys love to lose their shit. The yeah, they the throw it at video. you. <laughs> yeah, they throw it at, throw it at grandma. the kid's face. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, but you were saying about writing jokes and, and, and you know, just being new to comedy as well i have a i have this many jokes you know i'm holding up four fingers mm-hmm. uh and then as we go along we do the same jokes over and over and over again and as you found now that you're doing so many shows you need to build on that because you can't go to the same place and do the same jokes that's what i'm feeling again, right? yeah i feel that pressure because yeah. i see the same guys at the fox or same people at barnstormers right. or wherever right right and sometimes even if there's nobody there that knows your jokes you feel it yeah because you same stage it over and over and i was over here again. last week right and so building new material is important and and the collaboration is where i think it's key because you know i've had writing sessions with other other comedians we sit down we tell our jokes to each other which is always awkward yeah. 
Yeah. And if they're a comedian who actually wants to be involved and help you, they they will. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to find that sometimes because yeah, because yeah, it's like I'll breed right. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, damn, his are better than mine. Oh, Screw God. it, I'm not helping him. <laughs> that's what they do. So uh, that's where it's at. I think anyway, and that's going to make us all better. Yeah. Right. I like the, I, I'm loving the vibe. Great scene, you know, and it's like I say, I, I, I like all the comics too. That's another thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think you're funny too. Like, again, yeah. it's in Jeff Thanks, Faulkner bud. is another guy oh, too. He's fantastic. Fuck. He was even on stage last night and, uh, um, he, he, there was a bit of a heckle. There was, there was a, it was a tough crowd at the Fox oh, last it? night, but I was going to come out, but I was, it done. was good. Um, but, uh, he still, is fucking hilarious. Even yeah. when he's losing control, yeah. he kind of has this panic, like, oh shit, what do I do? But it all just sort of works, <laughs> works for him. Works out, yeah. Well, he's been doing it seven or eight years now. He's got a lot of experience, compared to me, anyway. Like, I've never really had anyone heckle, and I don't know what would happen if they did. I've had a, people talk. I've made a Rob Ford joke that I got heckled on a few times. <laughs> did you, you? You know the one, right? Where oh. uh, I make reference to uh, like an ex-girlfriend of mine who used to, whenever I smoked weed, would say, you're using. Oh, you're yes. You're using I, again. Yeah. And I and I, my line is, uh, well, I'm not running to be the mayor of Toronto. <laughs> I had someone stand up in St. Catharines and say, he died of cancer, you asshole. Well, those two things are related, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, he wouldn't have if he maybe if he didn't use right. so much. Yeah, and and really, lots of people have died of cancer. It's nothing special. And my uh, argument it is, is sad, but yeah, my argument is this: yes, it's sad. Anyone who dies is sad. Sure. But when Charlie Sheen eventually dies of right. AIDS yeah. or HIV, yep. Do you not think the Charlie Sheen joke factory will just keep on pumping out oh, jokes? Yeah, they already do, and he's still alive, which exactly. is maybe even worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're doing it to his face. The roast of Charlie Sheen, by the way, yeah. was one of the most brutal roasts I've yes. ever seen. Yeah. And now, when we look back on his AIDS diagnosis and everything, yeah. that's the reason he went off the wagon. That's exactly why he went. So he sat there knowing full well that he had AIDS and the rest of the dais on that panel of roasters did not know. Like he knew that he did. And he said, no matter what you throw at me, man, it doesn't matter. You guys don't know that pertinent information. No, true. He, he, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> I can't believe he sat through it actually without telling everyone. He must've been terrified. Yeah. But he, the cajones on that guy yeah. to like sit through that, right? Yeah. Like, holy smokes. But that being said, Two and a half men still sucked. Like I, I did not like two and a half men. I'm well, sorry. Well, I, I did see every episode ever, including the Kucher years, but uh, I really? agree it wasn't great. It wasn't great TV, but it was on TV. Yeah, that's the... That's, okay, so two and a half men, I say lowest common denominator for TV. Mm -hmm. uh, King of Queens, kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Kevin James. Uh, and maybe you saw these stats that Netflix uh, published that Adam Sandler is the number one most streamed like his movies are the number one most streamed thing on Netflix. Yeah, I did see that. And uh, he just signed a new deal for even more movies because, you know, he's just, why would he not, right? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's a payday for him. I don't begrudge him No, at not all. at all. But I know that, like, the last movie, the Cowboys and Indian one, that, or maybe it was the second one he put on, maybe Whichever it was the first, one, I don't know, but you it don't was even, terrible. You can't even tell them apart. Yeah, I couldn't watch it. And that's sad because yeah. of his legacy, right? Right. Uh, it's so, Happy Gilmore. 
Yeah, right. Billy Madison. You got. Right. I mean, even Mr. Deeds, I loved. Yes, Mr. Deeds was good. Henry uh, Winkler covered in bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he brought back the Fonz in every movie too. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I feel like Adam Sandler is the lowest common denominator of Netflix. Where I think that these shows are popular because they're just there. You know, like no, you're right. Hey, what did we watch, honey? You know, like uh, you know, uh, I just put yeah, okay, that Sandler's fine. Yeah. You know, we've watched all the House of Cards, we've gone through the CK and the Chappelle specials. Yeah. What else is left? You know, and and and, and Netflix is is so smart by creating their own content. They're really owning it, right? So, uh, you know, these Adam Sandler movies, they're not going to the theaters. And yeah. he's not putting many movies in the theaters anymore other than the Dracula movie, whatever. You want Adam Sandler? You have to go to Netflix. You yeah. want Seinfeld specials. You want Chappelle specials. You're going to Netflix. It's, yeah. it's awesome. And did you remember the first uh, production that they did on Netflix? Was it House Way Cards? back when. No, it was Arrested uh, Development. And they, right. Oh, yeah. They did the last season of Arrested Development and they ruined it. It was terrible. Unwatchable. Because, okay. all right. So I'm glad because you were a fan of the show, right? I love the show. But the, the Netflix version was crap. It was terrible, yeah. Okay, good. Because it fucked me up because I watched that season on Netflix and I didn't see the others. You watched the, I watched the last first. season I just, first? Yeah, I bought okay. into the hype yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll check it no out. Good. And lowest combinator, denominator, I was just looking for something to watch. Right. And it was there on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, you need to you need to self-medicate and re-watch yeah. from the first season. I'm Go telling re-explore. you. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of ruined it for me. And everyone talks about how, what a great show uh, was. And I'm like, I don't get it. I never got it. Yeah, it, it's it's great. I, I have to say, you'll have to watch it and then do a podcast just on that show. Because, just on Arrested yeah. Development? Yeah. It's that good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jason Bateman. Come on. He's fantastic. You know what, Bateman? I'm hit and miss on. Really? I watched um, Office Christmas Party. Thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. I awesome. loved it. Yeah. But it had TJ Miller and a bunch of other. Yeah. You know, TJ Miller's I love, I love great. TJ Miller. Yeah. He's really good. Um, but, you know, there's other Batemans that I'm like, eh. Justine. Yeah. You know, uh, what was the one? Horrible Bosses. Oh, uh, yeah. You Horrible know, I bosses, liked Horrible yeah. Bosses. Sure. I thought it was a good movie, but I thought I didn't like Jason Bateman in the movie. Really? Yeah. See, that's that's yeah, that's weird. I because I, I didn't mind him in that movie. Uh, I did love uh, what's her Jennifer Aniston in oh, both of those movies. Well, how do you not like? Yeah, Jennifer her character. Aniston, first of all, the character was amazing. well. She was aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. Aggressive, right? horny Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Ooh, horny. Ooh. Love it. I like uh, it. But uh, yeah, no. And they had the kid from Brampton, whatever his name is. What's that? You know the. Um, You've seen that movie, uh, Super Bad? Yeah, Michael yeah, Sarah. Michael yeah, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's from Brampton? Yeah, man. I didn't even know he was Canadian. I thought he was from Vancouver. No, Brampton. Wow. Yeah, Brampton, born and raised. And he was in Arrested Development. He was yes. uh, Jason Bateman's That was son. kind of his breakout, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, because we were talking about posses, like different posses mm-hmm. of comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Bateman's part of that uh, posse, too. I guess they have their own little kind of thing. They, they do, you're right. With... Um, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And yeah. there's a guy I fucking love. Yeah, I love that guy. Love Jason He's Sudeikis. hilarious. Big hockey fan, too. Yeah. And then, and then of course, uh, you, you mentioned already Seth Rogen's group oh, yeah, of guys yeah. with... Uh, um, you know, uh, what What the heck's that guy's name that was in Superbad? 
The, oh, the, uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. That's it. The yeah, guy who I needs love a that guy. Suit that changes sizes every six seconds. <laughs> every, Holy yeah. shit! I thought who, I had who went weight serious issues. In Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh God, he's um, Jonah Hill is really broken out. I mean, he's more than super bad now, right? Yeah, like, that's unreal what he's done with himself. Yeah, the Wolves of Wall Street. The guy was a genius. That was awesome. It. The Coyalude yeah. scene. Oh, <laughs> and he's like Jonah Hill of all people is like swimming in the ocean when they were filming that. They're, him and Leo were hanging out all the right. time. And they're like swimming in the ocean, like high fiving over some fucking Swedish models. You know right, what I mean? I'm like, oh my god, Jonah Hill is hooking up with the hottest women. If he's on Leo, if he's Leo's wingman, yes, it's out of control. Whatever the scrap comes off of Leo is got to be like yeah, quote, a billion unquote, times better than anything scrap, Jonah could get on yeah. his own, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry to all the women. I don't mean to objectify you, but um, no, but that's that. that's going. Oh, we can. Okay, yeah, sure perfect. Can. But that's what's going on there. Like I feel like if they remade the movie Twins, they could use Leo and Jonah. Yeah. You know, Leo just needs to be a little bit taller and he could be the Arnold uh, uh, type guy. Talking about lowest common denominators, man, the uh, repetitive nature of Hollywood. Yeah. I've got a theory on this, too, by the way. OK. Repetitive nature of Hollywood. Uh, the the reason we have so many sequels like Furious. What is it? Fate and the Furious. Yeah. Came eight, out this past eight or weekend. something. Yeah, how many times are they going to be able to work Fast, Furious into different titles? They're running out of combinations. Right. And by the way, they're on par with Police Academy for sequels. Ridiculous. But yeah. the reason I think that they do this <laughs> is that the generally uneducated or uninterested or shortcut to thinking method that the general movie going audience has, it's a shortcut to thinking in that they don't want to learn about a new character. Right. They don't want to learn about a new character's motivations. They want to see someone they know, familiar with, in this different setting. Right. And so just sequel the shit out of you're, it. You're right, because when you make a second movie, you don't need to put any background into it. You already know this guy's backstory. Right. You right? know, it's Vin Diesel. It, yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's Vin Officer Diesel. Mahoney. He's the same guy yeah. he was in Please Academy yeah. 1. Jo you know, Jonesy's going to show up <laughs> when do his little... Yeah, the guy with the noises. noises. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, like, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to do a helicopter and we're all going to be amazed. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. Do a helicopter? Yeah, yeah, he can make a helicopter sound. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I <laughs> thought you were do talking a helicopter. about the helicopter, <laughs> the move, the fucking puppetry, oh. the penis move, the helicopter. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he could do that with uh, probably with... Uh, uh, you know, doing it better than most oh, people. He was of yeah. the. Uh, he is a man of the. Uh, how would I say the uh, persuasion? A African variety. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's, we all know the great jokes. He could uh, swing a pretty big helicopter thing around. Yeah, yeah. I think he could. But uh, you know what? I feel like Fast and Furious can go at least as far as Friday the Thirteenth did in sequels mm. and still be successful. So we're gonna have Fast and Furious versus the Expendables. Like, remember they got oh, Freddy? Yeah, and Jason, that'd be great. Freddy, Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason. Yeah. yeah, I think. See, we should go to Hollywood and pitch that. We could totally pitch that. I mean, honestly, it seems like they're taking ideas from everywhere. Like all comers, it's yeah. free for Just all. Just throw in an idea and it'll stick. Yeah, I'm you come you. up with a generally sounds okay idea. Hollywood yeah. will fucking put money behind that. Well, listen, you got so many outlets now, including Netflix. You can go like there's HBO, how, there's channels yeah. for everything now. Not that HBO would get behind a Fast and Furious versus Expendables movie but yeah. you get it you get, they, yeah. they, they, I think they're one of the last great networks for oh, shows Show, Showtime HBO yeah. those, are, those are where we want to watch TV right yeah I mean Game of Thrones says it all yeah I mean the fact that it's the most pirated TV show out there it's just sure. the, it, it's coming to a close too I know this summer two, two half seasons left they said 
Yeah, and then it's done. But they got ahead of the uh, the the uh, the author. Yeah, so that was who knows where it's that going. was that was uh, that weird old troll guy. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Yeah, he's no a, wonder. Uh, George R. R. Martin, like no wonder there is yeah, so it. much sex in those <laughs> books and sure. in those shows because he is this weird old dude. He's not had any, yeah, in a he's long writing, time. He's writing about his fantasies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He wants to fuck a dragon. Yeah, that's that's what it's all coming down to. The mother of dragons. He's the only man in the world that has a blow up dragon doll <laughs> with like fucking yeah. like a actual and real flames come out dragon too. Yeah. pussy that you can stick yeah. your dick oh. into. <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky. He's a lucky guy, but uh, he has more money than us, I guess, so he can do those yeah, whatever, sorts of yeah. things. But uh, yeah, that that show is uh, is fantastic, and it all started with if you remember The Sopranos. I don't know if you ever watched. Oh it. yeah, oh man, that was that was the first like series of shows that people couldn't get over after yeah. it ended. Yeah, like they couldn't You're right. let it go. You're right. And when was the movie coming? And now James Gandolfini's dead. But yeah. It was the only show that when the new season came out, I would watch from first season to catch up again. The only show out there for every season, I would watch the back seasons. Because you just want to be sharp on all the threads. Right. Because, yeah, yeah, there was so much in it. But you know what show I didn't do that to? Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Never did it for that show. Never had to. It was so simple. Yeah. (laughs) There's the the fat kid. Look at him. Now he's not fat now. What's going on? Angus T. Jones, I think is his name. He went crazy, too. Yeah, he went all yeah. weird, like yeah. some weird Jesus religion. weird, yeah. yeah some, but he, yeah. he couldn't blame AIDS. He, yeah, some, <laughs> some weird religion, yeah, like Christianity. Like yeah, religion. Whatever, yeah, whatever the fuck that is, Christianity. Never heard of it. Hilarious. Whatever. Some weird religion. <laughs> some weird religion, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, who knows where, where Fast and Furious is going, but you know what? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, fuck, why not? <laughs> I'm going to have a beer and watch it. Uh, before um, you go, Ken, yep. uh, thanks for coming in, by the way. My pleasure. Man. Thanks for having me. Man. I know like we're in New Market, so you know, it's still a bit of a bit of trek out here. You yeah. have to leave Simcoe County. Yeah, I was in Mississauga anyway. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it was handy. It was handy. Um, I got followed on Twitter today, and I didn't even know this was a fucking thing. Okay. I got followed on Twitter today by Extreme KOV, at Extreme KOV. They're called Knights of Valor. And when I heard Extreme KOV, and I'm yeah. like... Knights of Valor. Like, is yeah, this some is that? fucking, like, Please. kick all the Muslims out of the country yeah, group or something? Yeah, you don't know what like, it is. Some uh, some religious whack job shit. But it turns out they are the premier jousting team of North America, and they compete all across Canada and the USA. Do you mean jousting, like, with, like, Knights the in gladiators? Our, Game like, of Thrones jousting, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, like, the TV show Gladiator, where they stand up and they just have a stick oh. and beat each other, like, that kind of jousting? Like, with Nitro. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Nitro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not and steroids not that. and no. shit. Yeah, <laughs> not that kind no, of no, jousting. No, like like old school Game of Thrones jousting. Real jousting, ju- like horses, fucking horses, and they ride towards each other with giant lance, and they try and knock each other off each other's horse. But, but not like medieval times where it's fake. No, here it is. This is this they, is ridiculous. They have a really? YouTube trailer. I gotta see this. This is it. It's like Sir Lancelot. Holy! Like they think jousting's all choreographed and men in tights. You know what I mean? And that's not what we portray. We are the real deal. <laughs> that guy is saying that we're the real deal. He's saying it with a neck brace on. Like, <laughs> you don't get more real than no, that, right? That's as real as it gets, man. Holy cow! This is crazy. 
yeah, I would watch this. I, I honestly, I didn't know this existed, and I believe they're in somewhere in like around southwestern Ontario. Wow, we got to go. Five one nine area code on their oh, okay. website. Okay, so was that London area? Yeah, I guess London, Windsor, yeah. or something like that. Uh, you know what? Probably Windsor. Actually, yeah. now that those, I think about those it, Windsor people. Fucking a dodge shifty. it. Yeah. Did you know they still have little people tossing in Windsor? Windsor, get lost. Yeah, yeah. So they they have actually a night at a bar where you, there's there's I, I I'm just gonna say the word. I'm yeah, sorry. Sure. Midget tossing. They probably say it there because it's Windsor. Yeah, they right. they have no problem saying right. midget. Uh, and, and you know what though? Like honestly, I feel like midgets. They're just like. Human beings are right. just like everyone else. <laughs> they just like it. You know, just, but they just happen to have like small bodies and right. weird big heads. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's all. Yeah. Sure. The same town that has midget tossing has Knights of Valor. Knights of Valor. Feel pretty good. See, that's the I live for. That is right there. We're sticking true to our sport, and even though it's dangerous. We're giving the crowd what they want to see. <laughs> I love that he's, he's like, this is dangerous as yeah. fuck. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Barry White's in the background. <laughs> Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I bet there's people in the stands making babies. You know what? It seems to be that kind of event. I would um, 100%. Uh, be aroused after watching that. <laughs> you know, I'd put out after a you nice Valor show. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, your fiance, Lisa, would she? Probably not. No, no. no. no she was. No. I'm not going to that stupid shit. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Because if you said yes, my 12 year anniversary is coming up with my wife, and I would have taken her to this. Yeah, to try and get me some. You know, oh, 12 yeah, yeah. years. You got to keep the magic going. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's right. Maybe afterwards to keep the magic. You dress up in the suit of armor. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know what? It's Run nice when you have friends that have your back like this, give you great ideas. Yeah, I'll just come clanging into the house yeah. and sh- oh. see. That is the Puddles. comedic collaboration we're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. KJ Preston, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having this me, bud. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, dude. was another edition of The Green Room. Podcast imaging written and produced by Quarter Inch Creative Services. Hear more at greenroompod.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617. 
the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.